that correctly? Did you do what? Like, I feel like I'm not inflecting like queen tone or should it be like queen tone? Like, I feel like I need to practice. Wait, are you talking as if we started this? How to say it. Yes. Oh, oh. I'm asking you. Oh my God. Okay, my let's, host is so let's start over. Let's start over. Let's start over. <laughs> queen tone. It's not even funny anymore. <laughs> Oh my God, please keep that in. I'm just asking Dana, how should we say queen tone when we enter the show? And this girl is talking to me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, we're I'm in, I'm in, like, I'm in, I'm in producer mode right now, not co-host mode. You're like, are you talking to right? me like, or are you talking to me in, on the show? Yeah, are you talking so to me? Yeah. Um, the first Thank time you, you said it, it was a, it had a little stank on it. Like queen tone. Queen tone. Yeah, I feel like my inflection has to go down a little. Yeah, a little, a little stank yes. on it. A little stank yes. On it. Um, Episode six. Five, what up? Five. Okay. Or that. You know, five. we're gonna make it to six. Yes. So yeah. I was just you were speaking. You were speaking you it into really existence. Specific. Right. You gotta be really specific, right. About what you asking. Manifest it. So but this is episode five. <laughs> episode five. Yes. Thanksgiving was this week. How was your Thanksgiving? Um, it was great. I cooked my um holy trinity, which was greens, macaroni and cheese dressing. Um, it was just me, so I did um air fryer chicken wings, which were great mm, smart um, smart. My, my mama played me on well I won't say played but she gave me a recipe for macaroni and cheese because you know I said I could cook I was like the comic relief during Thanksgiving so mm. I, I'm in the kitchen mm. I know how to so you cook. had to prove it to yourself this year yeah I just really had to solidify you know what I was already putting out in the world so she gave me a recipe for macaroni and cheese the way that our granny Johnson had made it like years ago um and over the mm. years my mama unbeknownst to me or and I don't think she realized herself that she had slightly changed the recipe a little bit you know how you cook and something oh mm -hmm. I like little say I'm do this do this so she's texting me like pieces or when we talk on the phone in between like before Thanksgiving oh yeah yeah do that do that do that and as in the midst of of about, like preparing the macaroni and cheese I call her and I'm like do you realize you have changed every single ingredient in this <laughs> recipe besides the noodles <laughs> And I, Black women always doing some shit. They don't measure. They don't write nothing down. They will change little, something and just um, through osmosis. Little, you're supposed yeah, to know. put that to taste. I'm like, Mama, there is everything on this list written down of what Granny Johnson said. You somehow changed, or just it, it was black cheese, but she was like, eh, you can use shredded. It's just cheese. <laughs> Before she made a paste with like flour and something, she's like, eh, I do a little different. I add a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm like. But anyway, it turned out. It's a whole different mac and cheese. Yeah, it turned out. But it turned out you good. made it. it turned out good. Would I cook it for Thanksgiving at this point? No. Would I take it to a... Mm -hmm. It's like baby shower good, not holiday good, you know? Oh, wow. Okay. No, oddly, I've never heard that comparison before. But you know what I, I mean, right? Exactly. You know what I mean, right? right. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I mean, baby showers have like the Swedish meatballs, mm -hmm, the chicken, mm -hmm. the spaghetti. But if, like, but if it's a little bit shit. off, a little bit of twang, it's like, uh, this was missing a little something, it's not going to be end all yeah. be all the way that it would it's be. It's not the, yeah, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, Correct. But other than that, it's been a good, good salute. I was off this week, so I was just chilling. Um, so it was a nice relaxation. Lucky you. Yeah. I was not off. I was off Thursday. That's it. Um, we ordered catering. I was supposed to go to, to my sister's house in Virginia, but COVID. Canceled that. Canceled the hotel. Canceled the trip didn't want to cook 
order catering, supporting black business. It was trash, <laughs> garbage, <laughs> disappointed, ruined, like was not worth me going off my diet, like trash. Like when I'm, me and Ruben were just looking at each other like, but she was black. Like we were really confused and like disappointed. Very confused and very disappointed. Um, so that was terrible. Um, but <laughs> we did order like a red velvet cake from this other black lady. It was good as hell. So like half of that was great. But so I basically ate dessert for Thanksgiving because everything else was trash. And we gave away all the food. So so Dane and I have been using this app called Clubhouse. It's this invite only app that is super exclusive and artsy fartsy or whatever the fuck um i've had several friends tell me about this app and so i so dana invited me and then she hounded me because you only get so many invites so this bitch after 24 hours of me not making an account was like so are you gonna use the invite and i was like damn it's like, like a, it's like a willy wonka cho- a golden ticket or whatever like <laughs> it really it. is <laughs> apparently it's, people are selling the invites so <laughs> yeah I I heard that and I was like, wait, did I come up on something? Because I will hold my shit if it's really <laughs> worth something. It's like Bitcoin. Yeah, um, especially last week with the people. Kevin Hart scandal. It's a Kevin Hart scandal. Kevin Hart right? scandal. But let me tell y'all. So the first, I don't understand Clubhouse. You you go into different rooms and you listen to people talk about subjects, and usually the subject is in the title of the room. Is that correct? Yes. And it can vary from like being very networking, like where's all my photographers in New York at, like trying to network or it can be as, I was in a Capricorn room yesterday where it was like, where are my Capricorns See, at? I would, have, about I would have loved to be um, in an Aquarius room. Or I was in like very, very vulnerable and like powerful conversations. Uh, one of them was like on colorism. So it was like mm-hmm. talking candidly about, and it was like black men being very open about things like, you know, stuff that you would never hear. Yeah. Um, and it's people from all over the world. It's only on iPhone right now. Um, so, but anyway, it's like different rooms well, that you can be. Dana has had a much different experience than I've had. So I downloaded it finally because Dana just would not let me live if I wasted her invite. So I downloaded it. It was kind of weird. I was going in out of rooms, hearing people talk. Great. Randomly on, I want to say Wednesday night. This is the night before Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Let me try this Clubhouse app for real since I have some time. So I go in the app and I see a room. I'm going through the rooms and one of the rooms is called Bad Girls Club. I love the Bad Girls Club. This is a reality show where these terrible women get together and fight each other the entire season. I love it. It's like one of the best shows on television. So I'm like, oh, a room about Bad Girls Club. Let me go ahead and listen to what people have to say. I log into this motherfucking room and it is a bunch of people on stage and it's called a stage, like if you're speaking. And one of the first questions is, somebody's the moderator is asking this woman who would you who do you think is attractive on the stage who would you have like who would you fuck and i'm like huh what is going on here and then somebody i know from college he is on the stage so this woman is looking through i guess the pictures of the folks that are on the stage quote unquote and says oh so and so he looks pretty good um i could see myself strapping him and i was just And then, like, the person I know was like, wait, what? What's going on? And then that's when I knew that Clubhouse was some bullshit. 
Welcome That's to Clubhouse, bro. I knew that Clubhouse <laughs> was some bullshit. I was naive in thinking I was going to go into a room talking about, I don't know, some of the best moments from Bad Girls Club history. Like, I ain't get no sleep, so y'all not going to get no sleep. Like, there's so many <laughs> moments. But no, I walked into a room talking about somebody I know from college getting strapped by some random woman from probably God knows where, and I was scarred. <laughs> So I have not been back on the app. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was in a room having an in-depth, very articulate conversation about the season of The Undoing on HBO. So I think it's like, you really just got to find your tribe. Um, I guess. And- <laughs> I don't know. I'll give it another try, but I just feel wait, like... Did, did the did the man object? Yeah, he was like, wait, what? Like, you know, I don't know. That's all he said. <laughs> So clearly he was taken aback. I was taken aback. And I didn't know that the Bad Girls Club was some fucking pre-Thanksgiving fuck fry fest in uh, Clubhouse. So I don't know. People got to do something if the clubs ain't open on the the night before uh, Thanksgiving. So... Yes. So I, I can't mean, drink. That's what I'm gonna do. Whatever. And I have been watching one movie I would like to shout out. It's on Hulu. It's called The Happiest Season. Me and Dana talked about this. It is such yes. a cute movie. Kristen Stewart's best acting, which is not saying much. Yeah. Which is she went from like a, a negative to like a three. Yeah. So she's right. playing a lesbian. So I feel like she's she's bi. So I feel like she's in her element. And it just shines through. Like, it shines through. I've watched it one and a half times. It's so (laughs) cute. I would watch it again. Um, If you do see it, I am totally Daniel Levy's character. Uh, I forget Mm -hmm. the friend's name, but that is so me. And when you watch it, you will know why. Um, It's a refreshing storyline. It is. Lesbians. Conservative family. Christmas movie. It's cute. There's a black in-law, but they never address that he's right. black. The, the kids are actually biracial. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just and life the kids living. Looked black. Yeah, like yeah. that was. Crazy. I was saying we were when we were talking about this on the phone, but I was like, it's the first like you know what Christmas movies they're very um, typical. Like it's never any jarring thing to the plot line. But right. this was like I've never seen a storyline like this, so I have no idea what's going to happen yeah. at the end. I can't predict the ending of it because it's not the Christmas Wimmy's girl, princess. girl be black, you know, prince. she comes the to her prince. hometown and she <laughs> marries the local beekeeper and blah, blah, yeah. you know, like it's never, it's nothing like that. Um, it's so always yeah, it somebody cool. marrying into some random royal family in Croatia or it's somebody coming from the big city back to their small town. A high-powered woman who <laughs> really just needs the hometown hunk. Like, yes, like, what? Is there, are these the only people celebrating Christmas? <laughs> I am going to come back home and start selling sunflower seeds on the corner uh, to find speaking, this man. Speaking of... Well, I love those movies. Romance movies. Um, that brings us to our, our topic today which is about millennial marriage part two part duh because you know y'all asked for it so we gave it to you or we just planned out all of our episodes in advance (laughs) but either way we're here um and so we are going to be going into millennial marriage like our first episode but we have a special guest today because y'all both know that me and dana um well y'all know us by now and y'all both know we we not married um so we had to invite some folks our illustrious first guest on queen tone we are so excited to have them 
Um, and they, uh, well, we've known them for many years because they're our line sisters. Uh, but, <laughs> but also they're just wonderful women uh, to know in the world. So I will go ahead and let Dana introduce our first guest. Sure. Um, so today we have Adrian Hill. Um, Adrian's currently an academic advisor um, for the Selective Admission Nursing Program at the Kellogg Community College in Michigan. Um, in her free time, she works with ninth through 12th graders in the Midwest to prepare for college and the college application process through her platform, The College Lady. Um, she enjoys spending time with her family, um, which is her husband of four and a half years. Um, and her two sons and bonus daughter. Her favorite pastime is exposing her kids to classic movies from her childhood and feeling accomplished when they can quote memorable scenes. Um, and she's a Virgo. We also have Veronica Snotty Williams, or Snotty as I affectionately call her. She works in business strategy for the client experience operations segment of a mortgage company, and she is currently pursuing her MBA with a concentration in value-driven organizations. She is a Detroit native, Detroit. and she is raising her little ones in the same historic neighborhood that she met her husband. She is launching chemistry boxes with the first phase being candles coming out next month. Her hobbies include putting love into fuel into food, fueling her spontaneity through travel, and being a corny joke slayer. Uh, and she is a Sagittarius. Welcome, Snotty. Welcome, Adrian. Hello. Thank you for having us. Hi. Of course. Hey, hey y'all. I'm so excited. You're our first guest. How do you feel about that? I feel special hey. too. Good. You should. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy birthday. Merry Christmas. Y'all not getting nothing to play. <laughs> Happy New Year. What an honor. <laughs> um, so we're so glad to, to have you on. We really wanted to, after our initial episode talking about marriage, you know, at a certain point, I think even me and Nina mentioned like, but we don't really know shit because we're not married. Um, so we mm -hmm. definitely wanted to bring on two wives, um, but also outside career women, just all around dope people who kind of have their own um, identities. And also from the outside, semi-outside looking in, I feel like both of your marriages, I can see the partnership. So whether or not whatever mm -hmm. roles within your relationships, they're not completely tied to gender. And it just seems mm -hmm. like a very cohesive, like, family unit that I've watched you all, both me and Nina have watched you all build mm -hmm. um, and, and to knowing you. Um, and then just kind of being being able to see that see that growth. Um, and so we thought it would be great to um, to have you both on to kind of get that that insight. Um, oh, and I, I do want to add too that I was also Adrian's maid of honor too. Yeah. Just a, a little fun fact. <laughs> And Armani says hello to both of you. He says, what up, though? Because he's from oh, hey. What up, though? <laughs> what up, though? <laughs> <laughs> so, Adrian and Snotty, do y'all just want to go through, like, how y'all even met y'all partners? <laughs> I think, like, having a little bit of background about how each of you kind of yeah. met your partners. And the ages, uh, too. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Snotty, okay. you can go first. Okay. Um, so with my husband, Dennis, we have uh, known each other for like 
more than half of our lives. We actually grew up, as Nina stated, we grew up like right down the street from each other. Um, so I actually met him when I was like 13 and um, he was like 16, 17, but we were just cool. He was just a boy down the street. Um, and then as like, I got to be a senior in high school before I was leaving, um, we just started kicking it. You know, he just became really cool. We would play basketball. We would have like porch dates, eat ice cream, haagen strawberry, key to my heart, and just kind of kick it. And that evolved and turned into what I we have now. It. And how long have you been together? So we have been together for 13 years and married for six. Wow. Wow. You have three little yes. ones at home. Three whole boys. boys. Yeah. <laughs> right. Three whole boys. Whole boys. Um, I have my seven-year-old Trey, as we call him, because he's the third. And we have the new two-year-old Yay. today, uh, Drew. Drew. And our baby G, Grayson, who is going to be 10 months, actually, very, very soon. And actually, he's twin cousins. Oh, yes. Here, so that's so cute. <laughs> what about you, Adrian? Yeah, so it's, I, I kind of um, giggled when you said, <laughs> how did we meet? Because that's such a, a funny story. We tell different versions of it. But um, Armani and I, Dana was actually there, her and my line sister, Celeste. But we met uh, one night. We were going out to an AUC party in Ypsilanti. Mm-hmm. And we stopped at the store. And my, my husband was there getting out of the car. Now, mind you, I'm a very scary person at nighttime at stores. <laughs> <laughs> and so my version of the story I was looking over my shoulder because I just didn't know this person was following me. But he said that I was checking him out and giving him the eye. So, oh. <laughs> so oh, when we left the store, he ended up um, coming up to the car and giving me his phone number. Um, and I didn't think anything else of it. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't talk to guys. I don't know. The next day I went, uh, it was a Michigan football game. And so they used to give us these vouchers to go and get our free t-shirts from um, the MDEN. So I went to the mall to go mm-hmm. get my voucher. And when I walked in, he was standing there. He wasn't working, but he was there. And so I'm like, I've been in Ann Arbor, Ipswich, all these years. <laughs> and I see you two days in a row. I've never <laughs> seen you before. And yeah. so I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't ignore him. And so since then, we've just been inseparable and talking. You know, we talked every day. And now we're married and have um, two boys, Amir and Armani II. Um, and then my bonus mm-hmm. daughter, her name is Amani. So, and we've been together, that was 2012, so eight years, married for four. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And that seems like yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Fun, fun fact, Adrian's youngest and Veronica's youngest were born yeah. on the exact same day. They were. February 11th of this year. <laughs> yes. February 11th. Yes. We close. The, the, group chat, the, close? the group chat was popping that <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> getting birthing play-by-play play, like, wait, are they supposed to be born on the same day? <laughs> same day? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we so close, y'all. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> um, so some of the things we wanted to talk to y'all about, you know, of course, have a lot to do with, like, getting married both of you both of you kind of met your partners well not young because adrian was in college but like it's not you met your partner when you were younger but one one thing that we're just wondering especially seeing from like people who are actually married is like how did you know that marriage was for you or like was it something that you always thought you would uh, participate in is it something that you like i met the right person so i'm Mm -hmm. good um 
Well, I can go. For me, um, I've always wanted to get married. Uh, I feel like I was listening to your first episode, and <laughs> I think you were. You guys may have mentioned like the girls who have just always just want. Yeah, oh, that, yes. that, that was that, you one of them. You one of them. Yes. <laughs> you know, I just always um I, I think because I didn't have a very strong family unit growing up, I always wanted to be married, um, have a life partner, you know, someone to share life with and have children with. Um, and even more so, uh, you guys know me, I've always wanted to be a parent. Um, and so like the whole PTO mom, birthday parties, um, you know, just everything activities that's me and I felt like that was like very central you know a, a part of that was being married and um having a partner to to do those things with and so I don't know I've just always really wanted a strong family unit and so uh, when me and Armani got together and we had our son I feel like we worked towards that and then when we were ready we took that step mm-hmm. and now here we are mm-hmm. what about for you Snotty? I feel differently. So I I don't think that I really aspired to be married. Like the only marriage that I really saw that was like, like was like super close was like my grandparents. But as far as like in the household, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of okay on that. So I feel like that's the two directions that you kind of take, like either like, no, I want to change it or like, that's the thing for me. Um, but I think finding the person and wanting to having someone that you're like, man, I could like really be with you forever. Like, I don't mind that. It's kind of cool, actually. So um, let's let's build something. And that's where it stemmed from. It wasn't something that I stepped in like at all with. <laughs> and did you did when you thought about like when you did want to get married or for Adrian, when you were younger, were you thinking like, Oh, I need certain like compatibility with somebody in order to be married to them? Like what were the, were there like things in your head that you were thinking that early, even before you had a partner? Um, You know, I, I mean, I think you have this idea of finding like the perfect mate. So you think they're going to be handsome. You think they're going to, you know, be everything that you want them to be, right? Like you see in these fairy tales, I feel like when I was younger, that's the idea that I had. I think um, once you're in a relationship, it's about growing together, right? So you recognize that I'm not perfect. So that person's, you can't expect someone else to be perfect, right? And so um, I think that changed as I got older. So more along the lines of what uh, Veronica was saying is like, um, yeah, I can definitely see myself being with you or like, uh, I want to continue to grow with you or I love the way that you interact with our children. I, you know, I I admire the parent that you are. Um, Yeah, so I think it started to change as I got older versus as as a kid, you're just like, oh, you know, you're in La La Land kind Mm -hmm. of like with this marriage is. Yeah. You think about what yeah. kind of a job, how much money they going <laughs> Right. His initials are going to be this. Yes. So that my yes. initials this and my yeah. initials going to be that. Doing the math. We going to wear matching the match? outfits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, we yes. going to live in a mansion yeah. with four kids. Oh. The feminist in me is so ashamed. Oh, no. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> what does um so funny so even in um again on the app and clubhouse and I'm in a lot of these different rooms where you know people are kind of bouncing ideas of of what marriage will be so it's a bunch of single people really in my opinion talk kind of talking in circles because it's just what they think it is um so similar to like even how Nina and myself are talking um but the question often comes up about compatibility um and so I'm curious to know like what do you believe marriage compatibility looks like? Like, is it the 
we have interests together or we have the same values or kind of what, what would you say if you were kind of bestowing um, advice or even from your, from your own um, kind of perception of what does it mean to be compatible uh, in a marriage, at least to be healthy or successful? Yeah. Cause you and I was going to be happy every single second, but to be healthy. I think compatibility in marriage is really knowing and Mm -hmm. accepting, loving, respecting Mm -hmm. that person for who they are and realizing that you're two different people. So you're going to evolve differently. Like, I mean, I've been with my husband since I was 17. I'm for damn sure not the same person I was when I was 17, but being able to still align and be on the same team. So if you're able to do that, then that's compatibility and recognizing that. So at the core of who you are, the foundation of your relationship, being able to get back to that and stay aligned on that. And there have been times where we've had growing pains within our relationship because we're growing, I'm growing in a certain direction and he's growing in a different way. And kind of like on Insecure, how Issa right, and mm-hmm. Molly were, mm-hmm. and they were mm-hmm. looking at each yeah. other for who they mm-hmm. used to be. And you come to those points and then you have to kind of recalibrate and say like, okay, Mm -hmm. I see you. I see the effort. I see what you're doing. I see who you are. And now let me acknowledge that and let's move together in that unison. So I think compatibility is like Mm -hmm. at the core of who you are. If you two can stand together, then then that's what it means. Mm -hmm. I mean, interest, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't like the same things, (laughs) but you know, not all everything, but we do love each other. We love to be in each other's presence for certain things that I might not like, but hey, you can expose it to me. Cool. But at the core of who we are and where we founded this relationship, that's where the community yeah, lies Yeah, I, I for definitely me. agree with that. Um, there are times, I, I feel like um, when you're early in a relationship, things can be very like superficial. Um, but as time goes on, you really get to know a person. It's, you know, over time, I, I feel like I'm always learning something new about Armani. And I'm like, how have we been together this long? And I didn't know this about you, you know, and, and it can be like small mm-hmm. things and um, even more so, I think, um, you know, there are gendered things that, you know, the idea of like a man is supposed to be strong or, you know, I think misconceptions, I, f- I feel like women and men just have about each other in general. And I feel like as you grow with someone, um, there are so many eye opening, you know, moments that happen or even thinking about me having young boys, it it changes how I see Armani like, wow, like I never thought about you in this light of being a boy who had to grow up and how this mm-hmm. may have been for you. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's making sense, but it's just, you know, he had a life before. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, makes sense yeah, to like me. a life before. Makes sense and that's part of his yeah. story. Yes. Too, and what it, makes it, it you know, yeah. sometimes yeah. I sit and think, I'm like, wow, like, you know, I know who I am. I know all of my memories and my experiences, but then thinking about how my boys are growing up and then thinking about Armani from that perspective, I think it, it, it makes things a little even more um, deep. And I think really it's about balance and adaptability. Um, like, like Snotty was saying, and for me, it's, it's values, not, not so much interest, but values because me and Armani are like night and day. You guys can, <laughs> can tell everyone he is a big personality with energy and he's funny and I like to laugh too, but I'm a little bit more serious at times, but, um, <laughs> they say like, you know, either opposites attract or some people are with people who are just like them. So I think it's more about like the values that you hold. And if you're willing to, you know, work with someone to accomplish some goals and, you know, just go get through those growing pains that Snotty, you know, was mentioning. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's so true. 
And earlier you kind of hit on this about the misconceptions. So like, what are some of the misconceptions that now that you've been married for like a few years, you're like, oh, like, why was I thinking that? Mm-hmm. Or things that you hear people like me and Dana say, yeah. you're like, girl, yeah. just wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are the things that you're like, you have no, <laughs> I, you have no idea. Here. You think you yeah. know, <laughs> but you have no idea. Mm. Let me get out my pen and pad. Goes, so. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> how did you want me to go first or? that's such a good one uh you mentioned being a feminist earlier and so with my women's (laughs) studies and sociology background there are some things that like kind of shook me to my core and one of those things um was the idea of uh, being submissive so like before we got Mm -hmm. married we went to um uh, we had a marriage counseling session with like the pastor who married us and I was like I'm gonna just be honest (laughs) this idea of like submitting and bowing down I just I can't I can't get with that I can't wrap my mind around it um and Mm -hmm. you know he really laid it out for both Armani and myself and and saying that like uh you know being submissive doesn't mean you're you're a slave for your partner or you do everything you know that they tell you to do or you know like you have no say in the relationship you know it is still a partnership and I think Armani and I have um really tried to embody that like we don't have gendered mm-hmm. roles like we we do what we need to do to make our house you know function or keep it up and moving you know when you have kids mm-hmm. you can be mm-hmm. like oh i'm gonna wait till adrian. it's more about efficiency yeah. what works best. i can't wait till adrian get home yes. because these kids yes. need to go to bed right now <laughs> <You know? laughs> so i think um that's you know one of the misconceptions at least for me i know every marriage is different um but the idea of like those gendered stereotypes and then the idea of like submitting that means you're going to be a slave to your husband because she don't do that (laughs) you know (laughs) I don't know about her but she she don't do that Mm -mm. oh yeah that's one that was in the forefront of my mind at least before I got married no I I completely get that I for me I think uh misconception is like the whole idea of like what marriage is traditionally and I always think of marriage as something that you define for yourself like it is the vows that these two people have stated and so when you look at a marriage like mm, I wouldn't do that in my marriage like you're right because it's not yours so like whatever works for them works for them as long mm-hmm. as no one is in danger and True. both parties are happy keep it moving um yeah. so I mm-hmm. think that we we create our own thing whatever works for us works for us you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and that is exactly what Adrian said like it's a partnership like you know I cook because I like to cook like and then but then it's my Mm -hmm. seat (laughs) and you can but (laughs) but but, like I don't think it's certain like because you're this this is what happens like no not at Mm -hmm. all and um we we do what we need to do to to make things work so sometimes that means like hey you have a goal you have this deadline you have something you have to do like that means i have to bite the bullet let me make sure that everything is taken care of so that you can be in a zone and be the best you and that's tit for tat we have to give like you know Mm -hmm. marriage isn't 50 50 it's 100 100 and because sometimes you're not going to be able to bring that so that Mm -hmm. person always have to has to come with 100 because you might not have that 100 that day so i think that that's a misconception is that Mm -hmm you know, um, that the, the partnership aspect is, has to be like this traditional thing. And it, it's just really what mm-hmm. you make it. It's really what it, what it means to the two people in yeah. it. Yeah. Another, th- if I can, um, another mm-hmm. thought that I had, I think so many people think that, um, marriage is supposed to be like 
roses and peachy all the time. Um, I think that's a misconception. Mm-hmm. And so um, early in my marriage, uh, early when, when we first got married, I used to talk to my aunt a lot and they've been married since 2004. So now I guess that's like 16 years. Um, but she said that she had a mentor who previously told her that um, you should think of a marriage as like a newborn baby in that it's um, de- it's developing. Like you have to put time into it. You have mm-hmm. to learn it. You have to um, nurture it. And so she's like, you know, your first year, like most people think of it as like, yes, yeah, the honeymoon phase, but you're, it's like a newborn. And then you have the terrible twos and then mm-hmm. it's now the three-year-olds. You think mm-hmm. you're getting the hang of it, but then, oh, here come these four, these four-year-olds and five-year-olds thinking they know everything, you know? And so it gets mm-hmm. better with time. And I, I hadn't heard you know, anything like that before. So I thought that that's the first I've heard. Yeah. That, so I thought yeah, it was that comparison. Yeah. I thought it was like a good analogy and she was, you know, just saying like the earliest, you know, most people think of them as like the, the, the golden, you know, time, but um, really it's the time when you're really getting to know your, your partner the best and you're going through the growing pains because you're learning now how to really live with someone and how to put someone mm-hmm. else's needs sometimes before your own. Whereas before you were just kind of operating as a single person and all you had to think about is yourself, you know? And so I always mm-hmm. think um, that that's an interesting analogy. Yeah. I, I think a, a piece no, of advice good. that I got that was very useful is that like the, the person that you're with, like the little things that they do that annoy you, can you live with them? Because those things yeah. probably will not change. <laughs> so if you can live no. with them, then yeah. that's the person for you. But if there are things that are like, mm, but this little, I don't know about that. And this, mm, <laughs> they're probably not the person for you. Cause it's only going to get extrapolated like by being together. Yeah. So. <laughs> Every oh, <yeah>. day. <laughs> what, oh Lord. What, um, what piece of advice would you give to your unmarried self? So if you could happen to time machine or a time telephone or whatever and say, hey, you should really know this. I would tell myself that um, like basically that things won't always stay the same. Um, the only thing that's constant is change. Like, and I know that I started it by saying that, but I think that that was a realization that I had to have by going through it, that like things don't always stay the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are so many life experiences that happen to where you can't go back to being the person that you were before. Um, Mm -hmm. So knowing that and giving each other grace when, when we're trying, I think that would be like, and remembering that, that we're human, both of us are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was um, going to say to give yourself grace. I think I am really hard on myself because I'm a perfectionist. And so um, I think earlier when I was talking about, um, you know, and and wanting things to go perfect and wanting things to go smoothly and not, I I didn't come into the relationship thinking like, oh, you're going to go through changes the same way that I am or who you are right now may not be who you are a a year from now. And and that's okay because we're 20, we were 22, 21 when we met each other, you know? And so um, giving, giving, I wish I could go back and give um, him more grace and and myself more grace as far as when we were going through some of those changes and, and really I saw another quote, I'm like big on quotes, but it was one that was talking about, um, recognizing that like when you're with your partner, when, when, when things come up or when you guys are trying to get through things together, it's you and your partner 
against the issue, not you versus your partner. And I feel like I came from, mm-hmm. again, I talk about um, the environment that I grew up in where it was just arguing and back and forth. And it wasn't a strong... It's a, it's a sport. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a strong, you know, family unit. And so it, disagreements were just always handled by like arguments. And so having to undo that and learn how to communicate, mm-hmm. you know, and, and recognize that it's mm-hmm. it's us together figuring out how to get through this issue, not a yelling match or not us, you know, against each other because you're not going to yeah. figure it out that way. And so, yeah, I definitely think, yeah. you know, to my younger self and trying to figure out what it means to be married, married or what it means to be someone else's partner. Um, you know, communication is, is, is very important and given our, given me and him both grace. Yeah. I, you mentioned even how you were, you know, when y'all got married, you were young and even, well, both of you yeah. kind of were young in the, in the, on the spectrum of like, as a woman kind of coming mm-hmm. into yourself and, and knowing like who you are. Um, so how kind of given that you were married going through that? So was you also finding your mm-hmm. own and both of your husbands also finding them. How was that kind of navigating, really learning who Adrian is as a woman and Sadie is as a woman while also being married. Do you feel like that was harder because you were committed to someone or did that help because they kind of helped you determine who you are or kind of mirrored that for you? What were, what were your um, experiences for that? Um, I think for me, it was hard um, because like in the non-traditional sense, like we had a child first and that in and of itself like warps you completely and changes your identity and um, you see yourself as a mom and then you have to figure out how to be yourself again and then how to be a spouse and then how to be so like those different identities were all lined up and stacked up while I'm still trying to figure out like well I'm like not even 25 yet like what and so um that was a lot to take in uh, a lot and I feel like honestly right now I feel like we're in a good groove (laughs) Uh, but really it's kind of leaning on who you are and making sure that you're doing things that are just for you and having a partner who realizes the importance of like you being you, because if you have time for yourself, if you have time to do the things that you love, if you have time to just express yourself the way that you, and you can show up a hundred percent, then that means that you can pour all of that into marriage, into the children, into whatever else, you know, and Mm -hmm. allow those things to grow too. So I think that it's definitely a challenge um, coming of age, like to be a grown, a real adult <laughs> while uh, maneuvering through marriage. And then in my case with kids as well. So that was a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, I, that definitely resonates with me um, just because we had our son Armani before we were married as well. And I just remember having moments <laughs> where I was like, I don't know what I like. What do I like to do? Who am I? <laughs> A whole identity crisis, you know, like when you have to, you know, do those sheets, like, what are my hobbies? I don't know. I like watching I cut my hair, everything. <laughs> it was the whole thing. I, but that, but the, you worked yeah. it though. I, I, I remember that. Yep, yep, yep. Very, very but cute. to be honest, you know, like, and Dana, you probably know this, like going to the movies has always been a thing that I've loved. So when I say that, I say that jokingly, but I, I feel like. I, I don't know what it is, if it's from my, my childhood, but I've always just enjoyed 
me time either going to the movies or watching movies and i don't know me too. if you know mm-hmm. that help, helped me along with music too that helped me you know get through some of it but um i definitely had an identity crisis and i think it's because um after you have a kid your 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 mother identity is so salient you know like i can't see myself outside of being a mother and then now that you're a wife mm-hmm. like okay i have two mm-hmm. people who are needing things for me or you know and but I don't know what mm-hmm. I need for myself or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, yeah that was, it, it is really difficult, especially cause I got married. I was right before I turned 25. And so, you know, when you guys were like, um, what's a lesson? I, I talked to my husband about these questions too, before we started. And so I'm like, Oh, what, <laughs> what was a lesson we'd give to our younger selves? And we both agreed also like not rushing things. Um, because I think we, you know, me, I'm a very like, Oh, okay. This is the next step. Gotta get, you know, kind of thing planned and yeah. yes yes yeah. yes and mm-hmm. so and I, and I think when I was younger the idea that being married by 25 like that that seemed like the goal or like Lord. like 25 is a baby yes. and so me and <laughs> a baby we, we a were, baby when we were talking about this you were just like yeah you know we could have we could have been engaged for two years we could have waited and but you know not that it would have changed not saying that we would have wanted it any differently but it's just like yeah like 25 is really young you're just learning who you are you're you're your brain is just yeah, not you're you just because you only been in your <laughs> 20s for five years so you really only been <laughs> you really only, so been, you really only been for five years so yeah him and I both kind of agreed on that but um you know we wouldn't change it for ourselves but that's an some advice that we'd probably give our kids when they're 25 trying to get married you better wait till you're 30. <laughs> <laughs> you know and so for all you 30 year olds like me and dana out there unmarried don't that worry yeah. the right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be in a great, we're gonna be in a great yeah. act but i will say <laughs> oh yeah i will say you were asking um if it helped me though i think armani is very good at like asking me reflective questions like what is it that you want to do or mm-hmm. you're good at this why don't you try so i think in having him during those, you know, turbulent times or during my identity crisis, it, it was helpful. So it was, it was like snotty kind of touched on, like it, it could, it was hard, but it was also helpful at the, the same Absolutely. time. Mm-hmm. You married someone who's more inquisitive than you. <laughs> I'm very inquisitive. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible. Right. I, yeah. think in quick- I agree with that, but I think that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's all I can think about is inquisitive. <laughs> Anyway, it's not going to catch on. It's not a thing. In quiz six, thought she was so clever. Right. But I think that anyway. that's also important is that like whoever you have in marriage has to be like a friend, like a true friend, like a true friend, because like mm-hmm. that's important. Just like Adrian was saying, like in those times, like you still had this person who was by your side, you know, whether or not like it was you were cool. It was like somebody who could help and make sure that you were aligned. Mm-hmm. And then also like marriages, they go in waves, like any relationship, any friendship, anything It's waves. And so at the bare minimum, you should be able to have a friend. Like, you know, sometimes if I'm irritated by Dennis, it's like, you know what? But I'm going to come kick it with you because I want to kick it with my friend. I don't want to kick it with my husband right now. I want to kick it with my friend. And then we can get back to being cool. You know what I'm saying? But like that that part is so important, like that friendship part, because I I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, in in my marriage, Dennis knows me better than anyone on this planet. And 
And that's, that's the level of transparency that I'm able to give him and that he gives me. And so Mm -hmm. it allows us to show up as our real selves in here. So like, that's Mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Our real selves. You guys, when when your your parents are like, I know you better than you know yourself. I understand that now as a parent, Mm -hmm. but even sometimes with our money, you know, it's going to be my husband like, I know what you're thinking Mm -hmm. without you even seeing it. It's because you you become that in tune with your partner, you know. I feel it. Adorbs. (laughs) Maybe one day. Adorbs. Adorbs. (laughs) (laughs) No, to the friendship thing, as Nina and I were discussing, like, because, you know, we have these ideas for topics and like who we want to talk to. Um, but even for both of you two, one of the key things where I can see like the friendship shining through, you know, whenever mm-hmm. both of you are, mm-hmm. are interacting with your spouse, it's like, no, yes, you're, yes, I see husband and wife, but I really just see two homies, you know? So it's like, yeah. it's good to, good to be able to, to have that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and when it comes to, cause both of you have beautiful families, uh, and twin cousins, um, born on the same day. Uh, so like, but both of you had children before you mm-hmm. entered marriage. So like has, I guess, retrospectively and having more children after you got married, like, does that change how you operate in your relationship or does that, like, how does that affect your marriage at all? If at all? Well, yeah, you, um, you know, once you have children, well, at least for us, um, I think, well, I know our children are our priority. So like I was mentioning earlier, um, you know, there's like a pecking order. Like when you become parents, you're trying to make sure your children have everything that they need. And then you try to make sure your partner has everything that they need. And then, you know, you, you're always being selfless. So you're last, <laughs> you know, not last. <laughs> Um, I don't, I just, I don't see that for myself. Right. So you asked how it changes it. And, you know, whereas, you know, before a little Armani, you know, it was just all about me and Armani spending time together, us going out on dates or doing fun things. Mm And um, granted, we could still do that. But now it's like, you have to make arrangements or if you want personal time, you know, you got to try to fit that in in very unique ways. So um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it changes when you have kids just because you just don't have the freedom to sometimes move the way that you did when you were single, for sure. I definitely agree mm-hmm. with that. I like to call it planned spontaneity, right? Where you don't make any plans. You have a sitter and then you don't make any plans until they leave and they're like, all right, let's just go. <laughs> um, but Yeah. I mean, I think that I, I do believe, though, that with being together for more time, maturing as individuals, that having children later on, it was an easier transition than the initial child. I will Mm -hmm. say that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just think it's more of a timing, like between my first and second child, it's almost six years. Last Mm -hmm. year, kind of back to back. But Mm -hmm, it was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it was a little bit different, like um, from kind of talking to each other after having Trey and and knowing, you know, what was going on, how it was feeling. It was easier for Dennis to recognize things like postpartum, like and what I'll need and mm-hmm. how he can be supportive mm-hmm. um, because we had mm-hmm. talked about those things. So I think that the, that transition was easier. Now, the time thing, yeah. way harder. Support, great. That's <laughs> yeah. that would be the trade off. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that too, just because when we had little Armani, our circumstances were just completely different. And so this time with Amir, they're six years apart as well. Um, it, it has been much easier as far as the, the transition and, you know, me and Armani had same conversations because I struggled with Armani with, you know, like just being being a recent graduate from college and being away from family, just having too many life transitions at once. It kind of hit me, mm-hmm. you know, really hard. And so this time, um, you know, I think Armani definitely knew what to look for. And so in having another kid, it was much easier. Um, but just getting back to, you know, that time, um, you know, I think we we should make more time like for date nights. I do admire the couples who um, are able to plan date nights every week. We, I think we just need a, in Kalamazoo, we have our, my grandmother here, but we don't have like a large support system here, you know, to have the kids all the time. But um, yeah, I think that's the the only difficult part, I guess, for us as far as making time for us outside of our family. Mm-hmm. Since you all, since you both had kids going into your marriage, what Either what is your vision or what are you looking forward to for like once the kids are out of the house and it's just the two of you? Because I don't like then that's your not honeymoon time, but in a sense, it's like that's the time where y'all are, time to yourself. you know, y'all still going to be young. Y'all can walk around the house booty butt naked. That's literally what came to my literally. mind. <laughs> y'all can eat what you want. Y'all yeah. have to eat chicken nuggets oh my for the gosh. kids. Like, I like... <laughs> What does what does that what does that look like for for y'all? Or at it least looks have you like thinking bliss. about? Oh, we think about <laughs> bliss. Oh, do, you, do you have a do you have a counter? <laughs> Eighteen years, yes. We we're like we're <laughs> mid forties. Yes. We're about to be having. Uh, we gonna be like Amani, keep your brothers. We going out to town, right? I mean, because I feel relatively young, so like. Yeah, life will still mm-hmm. be lived. Yeah. Like oh, we're gonna tell the kids, it catch us be. when you can. Like I'll be home for the holidays, <laughs> and then after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's that's a cool thing about having kids early is that at least yeah. when they're gone, you know, you get. I guess you get yeah. the life experiences. That's the trade off. Like you know, you either get them like while you're in your twenties yeah. or like later yeah. in life. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> here we are. I but. We do think about that very, very often um, yes. <laughs> of just like having the house back and just being able to just yes. be, you know, like sometimes in certain moments, you know what I mean? Like, you know, intimate moments, you might have to be like reminded like, wait, this is my house. Like, <laughs> Why yeah. am I being quiet? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I think I'm on social media too much because I'm gonna bring up another post, right? So you guys, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you guys have seen those posts that said in 10 years I'll be like 29 with a five-year-old. You know, it's like people. Yeah. <laughs> so I was that's a Facebook thing. Yeah. You know, I don't be on Facebook. I, yeah, yeah there's sometimes but it always tickles me because I do the math and I'm like yeah in 10 years Armani will be 17 I'm gonna be out of here they gonna be watching, <laughs> They'll be watching. I also definitely believe Baby you'll be the you'll be the one that's like getting payback for the ones that have kids later yeah like I, I can see you sending me like one of those obnoxious obnoxious toys <laughs> like here you go the little loud yeah. toy with a million bucks 
Because your kid's 17 and mine is two. I was literally doing the <laughs> Christmas do list today and I'm like, I hope no one gets a mirror one of those ball popping things or I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> Drew just got a guitar for his awful. birthday, so. Oh, yikes. Oh, oh yeah, it's going to be loud. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. See, I need, you know, if y'all, this is random, but have y'all ever seen Kim Kardashian house and how people make fun of her house? Cause it's not, it does not look kid friendly at all. Like that's me. Like it's going to be sharp edges and no sounds and nothing fun, nothing in any bright room. color. <laughs> Basically like sit there and have at, fun. At all day. The iPad <laughs> go outside. <laughs> at, that's what I do to tell y'all. At, <laughs> I see you. I see you. If the nanny's not, I mean, mm-hmm. when they're not with the nanny and they're with me, they already know what's up. I babysat over the summer. I babysat my little cousin and I was saying at, at all the mm-hmm. time. And it was like the time where at, he could at. say a few words, like mama, no, like no, maybe two or three words. After about two weeks, it was at, at, just say at, at, everywhere. I was like, no, at, no, at. that's for you. You, that's like you, that means no. See, He's I'm at, good for the at, a, 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 a. So that's what I was saying. Oh kids. Put that shit. And I'll be cut I'll be cussing out my dog, so I already know I will remember how you were with Ben. Oh, I remember Ben. Oh yeah. I'm better. I'm better. Ben was not my dog. He just happened to live where you live. Ben was not my dog. Ellie is my dog. I treat her much better. Make sure right. to never let you babysit my future kid. Not my kid. It's funny. I was that telling ain't my kid. I was telling Ruben, I was like, even if we ever break up, like I would still want to have your kids because I would just let you have full custody. And I mean, that sounds like <laughs> you're letting the you're <laughs> you're, you're, you're setting the kids? expectation, so he That's should not true. be surprised. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, I was like, you'll be a wonderful mm-hmm. father. I will not fight you to for custody. In fact, I'll insist. Mm-hmm. And I will show up on time with the check and a new pair of white uh, Air Force Ones <laughs> every two Air weeks. Speaking, wait, speaking of father, how, let me see how to phrase this question. How do you see the traits of like a good parent in your partner? Mm-hmm. Like, you know how when you're dating or you're getting to know someone, it's like focused on them, yeah. but how, at least for things that you, that you all saw prior to marrying your husband, Cause I assume y'all both wanted kids or at least had an idea or open mm-hmm. to it. It wasn't like a strict no or up in the, up, <laughs> up in the air. Um, what, what were the things that were like, Oh, this dude is dope, but also like he could be a good father to my possible kids or, or did you see that? Or was it just more so he's just a good person more so yeah. I know exactly. Cause Adrian, you have yeah, a yeah. Star, so that's, that's exactly what I was gonna say. So Armani is uh, naturally like a, a giving and sweet person, but then also how how he was Armani when I met her, she was two, and so like he was just always really playful with her. He was very attentive and caring, um, in tune with her needs, and I feel like he's like that as a person, not just as a father. Like it makes it even better that he's that way with his kids, but. Um, I feel like if, you know, you're, you're the person you're dating doesn't have kids already, just um, the things that you, you, you value in a person, you know, like, I just feel like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, you want someone who's going to be giving and, you know, nurturing isn't just a woman thing, you know, but um, 
attentive to your needs, you know, sometimes that can be indicative of how they're going to be as a parent. Yeah. Snotty, what um, would you say? For me, I mean, the interactions with like children, I saw Dennis like with his, um, with his niece and his nephew um, and just like him overall, like Dennis like never meets a stranger. Like he's like really like outgoing and friendly. Like he's like, his heart is like huge, like sometimes. And I've been known to be selfish. So I think that we balance each other out and just knowing that um, that. he has a heart the way that he does, like, and and is able to Mm -hmm. love people the way that he does. Like, he's that friend that tells his friends, like, all right, man, love you. Like, and they're like, uh, love you too. Okay. Like, that's him. And that's just, like, always (laughs) been him. So I know that he's he wears his heart on his sleeve. So I feel like I just saw him for who he was. And if that's how he shows up in life, then that's definitely how he's going to be show up in parenthood. Plus, I mean, I really, you know, Trey wasn't necessarily, like, playing. So, like, when, um... Surprise! 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 When <laughs> I took his pregnancy test, which I took, and I was like, uh, you know, he, he was like running around the apartment, like, oh my gosh, I'm about to be a dad. And that told me everything that I need to know about like who he would be yeah. as a dad. Because meanwhile, I was like, uh, <laughs> we're doing what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> like, what happened was, uh, <laughs> yeah. I will say Dennis has been clutch since, because I think I've, since I've known you, you've been been with him. And I think we all remember a time where Dennis was just super <laughs> yeah. clutch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in a, fried in a, chicken and wine fries. Right, he came through with a pan of fried chicken yeah, yeah. during a time. And wine fries, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were lacking yeah. in, 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 in resources and he came. The name of our wife was fried chicken. Fried chicken. <laughs> yes, yes. So always, yeah, when you say big heart, I, I, that's what I think about, like. Robo comes. Robo comes through in the clutch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, well, you know what? This has been an amazing conversation. I feel like I've learned a lot from you ladies. Um, even stuff I didn't know. I mean, clearly I, I know y'all very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but some things that I didn't know. Um, and so, yeah, th- thank you for being our very first guest Yay. on Yay. Queen Tone for our marriage part two, millennial marriage part two episode. Um, yeah. Do y'all have anything that y'all want to share? Any upcoming projects? I know y'all both ball bosses <laughs> out here. Right, it's plug time. Plug well, actually, yeah, where can people find um, you? Yeah, so I am working on um, the College Lady platform. So I'm working with some students all across Midwest, so mainly in Michigan and Illinois, so Chicago. Um, and so if you have people or know students who are interested in going to college, K through 12, um, and need some preparation materials, I'm here to assist. And then I want to put in a plug just because I'm working with the TRIO Upper Bound program at UIC. And so we're going to be doing some career prep and they're in Chicago. So Nina and Dana look for an invite yes. from me just so that they can see some representation in government and in engineering at Spotify. For sure. um, so I that's my you, plug. 
<laughs> so me follow yeah. chemistry.boxes on Instagram. Um, we're still building it up. It's going to be launching next month. It's going to be some relaxing scents, some sexy scents, and then we'll have the boxes that'll be curated for self-love and just love all around. Um, now being like in these pandemic times, you want to have something fun to do with your partner or you just want to have something to get you in tune with yourself. So that'll be coming and next year. Um, but first we're going to start off with some, with some candles, just get that aromatherapy going. Um, so look out for that launch next month. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I always say Snotty is Pinterest personified. I just Absolutely. feel like it, in every and yes. everything yes. you do, even when you try, even when you try to do nothing, yes. it's like wow, you really, you really <laughs> did it. Yeah, it comes out as like I should have really seen her arts and crafts. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely excited, excited. So. Yes, for the both college of you all lady, doing, doing chemistry boxes out here support black business. Um, oh, what did Megan say? Um, damn, what did Megan say? It's on her new album, Body, Body, Something, 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 Pussy, Support Black This episode was produced by us and edited by Dana Cole. Our theme music is the track Same by Ricky Ells. Be sure to check it out on all streaming platforms. For questions, comments, feedback, or topic suggestions, hit us up at queentonepod at gmail.com. Be sure to also check us out and follow on Instagram and Twitter at queentonepod. Thanks for listening.